Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. At Sif Pop, we're your movie friends. And are friends really friends if you don't know them? So grab a popcorn and head over to our row so we can chat movies like friends do. There's always room for more movie friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the writer's room. Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And today I'm joined by Sif Pop writer Vincent. Happy to, happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you on again. Um, yeah, especially after the technical difficulties we had last time. Uh, but uh, but we got it sorted this time. It's all good. Uh, but we write for SifPop.com. We do movie reviews, best ever challenges, other movie-related articles. Make sure you check out the website SifPop.com to keep up with those. And on the show today, uh, we're going to talk about two coming attractions. we got two films coming out this week. Uh, and then we have uh, our Sif topic, which we'll finally get around to doing a nostalgic viewing of Chicken Run. Uh, and then when we're done with Chicken Run, uh, we'll move on to the B-plot, which I thought would be fun to say, um, what are some other movies uh, like Chicken Run, since Chicken Run is a animated remake, a silly, kind of silly animated remake of uh, The Great Escape. So I thought, what would be some other serious films that we'd like to see that animation um, uh, treatment to? I will do the spinoff, a quick recommend or warn from each of us. But first, as always... Uh, we got to get a chance to to know our writer first. Vincent, you've been on the show once or twice. Uh, first of all, do you have a good Thanksgiving? I had an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, re- oh, uh, re- relaxing, good family, great food. I'm going to be eating leftovers as well into the week. So <laughs> so I'm in a good place right now. Yeah, um, it's it's a really fun point being in our uh, where we're at in life because uh, I, I get several Thanksgivings a year. Uh, but I don't host any of them, or if I do host them, it's like with work, and then we donate the leftovers. So oh, I don't have a, nice. so I don't have a fridge full of leftovers, um, which is kind of nice. So I was able to kind of fiddle around with some recipes. So like I tried making gumbo for the first time on a Friday, and that was, I've never um, I've never eaten gumbo before. Neither have I, and that was the one thing I realized. Like as I finished cooking it, I was like. So it's fine, but I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is really like bad gumbo or if this is just okay, whatever. And um uh, sounds like I did an okay job based off of what Twitter had to say. But, um, but then I made, uh, uh, I made fish tacos that were just to die for on Saturday. And then, uh, on Sunday I made, uh, the, the, the pork, uh, from the movie chef, uh, and made a Cubano out of it. I love cooking. It's it's it, no it's, it it sounds like it like I wish I I wish I could cook like I wish I could cook like that. Yeah, it just takes a I mean it just takes time and practice is it? You just learn as you go. Um, and lots of pa- and lots and lots of patience, I guess. Yeah, patience. <laughs> yeah, and willing willingness to stand in the kitchen and spend several hours doing so at least halfway. Yeah, it's fun. Um what about I thought this would be a fun question. We've done the whole like uh you know how'd you get involved in writing for Civ Pop and the um uh the like favorite movie of all time and why. So we we've done all that before. Um I thought it would be a good uh good chance to ask a question. We're coming to award season. 
Um, a lot of big hitters already out. Um, I think Spencer is supposed to be a pretty big hitter. Belfast as well. Um, a lot of awards contenders still to come out. Um, I'm sure Matrix will get some love. Um, West Side Story. Um, uh, yeah, a million things, right? Uh, but I thought this might be a fun question to say. What's a film that came out this year uh, that you really hope gets some awards love that you're just not sure it's gonna. I uh, I would have to say David Lowry's The Green Knight. I I watched it. In, I saw it in, in theaters over the summer, and I was and I was just blown away by by, by everything about it. Like Dev Patel's lead performance, the set, uh, the costumes, the set design, like just just like just like the look and feel of it. Like it was like it had it had. You know, it had the atmosphere of of an author of an Arthurian Arthurian legend, but you know, it had it had like like the signature weirdness that that you expect from from, from an A twenty four movie. But um, like I thought, I thought it all worked really really well. Uh, I think it's my I want to say it's my my number four for uh for the year right now. And although I could at this point, I could definitely see it receiving. A few technical nominations, but but I I I would I would love it I would I, I would love it if if it received like you know as far as the big categories go um at least like an adapted screenplay nomination especially because like it would just it would just be really cool to ha- to have like an old old story such as this re- like receive re- uh, receive an adapted screenplay nomination yeah. Um... I do think this one's going to get some awards love. Um, I think Dev Patel is a pretty strong lock for uh, acting nomination at this point. Now, see, um, now it's now it's funny you think that because it seems like you know, like over the past month or so, I, I've pretty much you know I've heard you know you know uh, Will Will like Will Smith, Andrew yeah. Andrew, Gar- Andrew Garfield, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, for um, what's the, the, what? the 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 power of the dog. Power of the dog. Okay. And then, and then you know what? Given given the heaps and heaps of praise that Licorice Pizza has been getting over the past mm. few weeks, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if um if uh what's Phil Stewart Hoffman's son's um, name Co- Co- Cooper? Cooper. I think, I think that sounds right. Well, I, like I I wouldn't be surprised if if he sneaks into into the best actor race. So I mean anything anything could happen. Yeah, and you know I I said a couple weeks ago I. Don't think it's going to happen, but if I had one long shot, I would say maybe Daniel Craig gets a nomination for 007. Um, I think it's a long shot. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, um, but I think that's maybe a sneaky pick, you know, kind of give him that 007 Legacy Award. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really great in No Time to Die. Um, but yeah, I think The Green Knight, um, I think is going to upset a lot of people if it doesn't get some love. Um, not me, though. I didn't really like it. I thought it was a boring, uh, boring film, but... Um, I am the minority, so I hope it gets all the love that everybody thinks it deserves. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll probably give it a rewatch one day. But, uh, but yeah, Um, I've talked a lot about Coda and The Night House on this podcast. I think both of those are really criminally underrated and underseen movies this year. Uh, maybe not underrated. I think everybody that sees them really likes. Right. Them, yeah. Loves them. Uh, uh, under uh, under under seen. Yes. Under seen. Yeah. Um. I they're they're my two favorite films of the year so far. Um. So but so I've talked about them enough. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give a different pick. And, and you know, I think I think Last Night in Soho is one of my favorites. That's also gonna get some love. Um. So it's no, it's hard to see that not get maybe like I think best director, no, best cinematography is no, to me no, a lock for the for the win. For now, now see, I I wasn't a I I mean you know it wasn't like a terrible movie, but I wasn't 
I was I was un- I was underwhelmed by it. Like it, it's sure. probably like it's probably it's probably my 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 my, le- my least favorite Edgar Wright movie. But um, but you know, from a technical standpoint, like like you know, set design and, 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 like, and like you said, cinematography. Yeah, I think I think if it maybe picked up uh, uh, uh one or two awards, like 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 on the, on that side of the nominees. Yeah, I could I could like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh too mad about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll pick up a couple of awards. So like, it's not really going to surprise me. So I'm actually, uh, I'm going to throw out one really quickly, but then there's one I really want to talk about. Um, I think just because of when it came out, I really hope that the Academy doesn't forget about the Mitchells versus the machines. Um, it, I haven't, I haven't seen it. It's really good. And to me, it's the best animated movie of the year so far. Um, I, I, I I, I don't think they're going to forget about it, but I really hope they don't. Um, just, it came out in April though. And it's, pretty infrequent that movies that come out in April um, are, are still remembered by Oscar season. So um, I think, I think the only, I think the only animated movie that I've seen this, no, wait, I've seen, Oh no, I'm sorry. I've seen two. I've seen Raya and the last dragon and, uh, and Luca. Okay. Yeah. I've seen Luca um, and injustice. <laughs> I think this one, I, I really hated injustice and I didn't really like Luca all that much. Uh, I think, all right. So the one I really want to talk about is uh, I'm going to be upset. This is my 14th favorite film of the year so far, which isn't high, but it isn't low. Um, I really hope that reminiscence gets some love. Um, and look, it's not going to get a best picture nomination. It's not going to get a best screenplay nomination. It doesn't deserve either of them. This isn't a great film. Uh, some of the things I really hope it does get is cinematography, art and set design, visual effects, and potentially, um, supporting our uh, lead actor for Hugh Jackman because he's really great in the role. So um, I love Reminiscence, and I think it's going to not get a single nomination, uh, at least for the Oscars. Uh, but it's a movie that just came out on Blu-ray and 4K, but it was one of those simultaneous HBO Max releases. Mm. Um, but like, I can't find a 4K of it anywhere except for Amazon, uh, and I'm dying to get my hands on it, but also you know, not really wanting to pay $30 for it. So... Um, but I'm just like wondering, like, will I ever get my hands on it? Or is this going to be like one of those rare finds? Uh, it's a gorgeous film. Uh, and I think it's intriguing and I think Jackman's doing some great stuff. I, it's, it's underwhelming for what it should be, but I, I really hope well, it gets some love. Well, well, yeah. Cause like I, I remember, I remember, I remember seeing the trailer for it and like, mm-hmm. I was kind of excited because it was from, it was from the creators of, of, um, of Westworld. Yep. But at the same time, like. Like I feel like more often than not, when when te- when people in television, not not so much, you know, not so much actors, but like, but like di- like directors and screenwriters, whenever they make the jump from TV to movies, like especially like big budget movies, mm-hmm. it does. Like I feel like it does it doesn't often go too well, and like it seemed it seemed like it was taking like little bits of like other classic sci-fi movies and kind of just like like throwing them together yeah so this to me is a film that should have been a second or third project for somebody you know um like christopher nolan wouldn't come right out the gate and do inception um you know he does his uh following and memento and insomnia before he really gets to do anything of like big grand scale um and but but at the same time this is a much better transition from tv to film uh than i think most most directors get like i don't think alan taylor has made a good feature film yet 
Uh, I mean, he did Terminator Genesis. I know was like he his did, big out of Game of Thrones. And then he did he did the Dark World. Yeah, he that was did, a bad movie. He did um the Many Saints of Newark back in October, which it wasn't bad, but it, but, but it should have been better. Yes, especially because of like the massive legacy that was left by by the Sopranos TV show. Right. So anyway, I think I think Lisa Joy does a really good job. I I hope it gets some love. Like I said, I don't think it's going to get a nomination for Best Picture. I don't think it's going to get a nomination for uh, lead or uh, for um uh for Best Screenplay or even Best Director. Um, was, but I think I think visually this is a really incredible film. Was Jonathan Nolan involved involved in this at all? Because I know he and Lisa Joy worked on Westworld, so I didn't know if 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 he. I, I know Lisa Joy. She directed it, right? She, she directed, directed it. Yes. Reminiscence. Yeah. So was was Jonathan Nolan involved in this? I'll have to look. Um, I know this was mostly Lisa Joy, but I think he no is her with a with a screenplay and a regular. He's. I mean, I'm sure he produced it. Um, okay. Yeah, he was a producer. Um, but I no, it's mostly a Lisa Joy thing. Okay. But, uh, and it's sitting at a 5.9 on IMDb. And so, like, I know that I'm kind of in the minority, but I know some people that really like this. I know Ian had a really good time with it. Um, I feel like a lot of people are just kind of in the middle on it. But I think, again, it's not the best film of the year. It's my 14th favorite of the year. And I'm sure it's going to go down as some of the high hitters come out. But it's a good time. And I enjoyed myself. And I think it deserves some praise. Okay. Um, hey, hey, you know what? If you, if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, well, uh, then I have, uh, oh geez, I don't have one that random question for you actually pulled up. We're going to do this on the fly. <laughs> sure. Um, it's going to be a random question for me, uh, but something not related, uh, to movies. We're going to do uh, a generator here. Um, uh, let's see. Um, oh, here we go. How about this? Um, Vincent, how do you take your coffee? Uh, milk and sugar, milk, uh, m- uh, m- milk and sugar, regular, not decaf. Okay. Uh, are you like a snob that it's like it has to be Colombian beans or no. you just like nope. Folgers no, is no, fine. Nope, nope. It's I. It's I. It's either it's either a regular coffee with milk and sugar or or a cappuccino. Okay. Uh, I'm not a big coffee person, so uh, Folgers is fine. And then because I'm gonna drown out the taste with uh, um, I do. I like creamer. I like uh, French vanilla creamer and sugar. Well, you know, I I used to ha- I used to have Folgers, but now now I've been having um. Lately, I've been having Maxwell House because they because they have they have like like um like these co- like these coffee flavorings. It, it's it's almost like a it's almost like like a powder that you, that you can like scoop up and put it in the coffee. Like they have this one really good flavor. It's called it's called Vienna, and it's kind of like a cinnamony flavor, like a cinnamony flavor, and mm. it's it's re- it's really really good. I've been getting into some of the um uh, like I know Donut Shop makes them um. But I've gotten uh, really into. Uh, they have a coconut mocha one that's really good, and I just picked up a like nutty caramel one that's also really good. Well, well, and you know, I also used to, I, I, I used to really like the, um, the, the flavored creamers from Nestle. But then, like, you, you know, like it says like, like one serving is t- is two tablespoons, and like, you know, that's that's not enough to give the coffee flavor. So I, so I. I end, I would end up doing like maybe five like five times that and then I realized oh th- oh uh th- these are a lot of carbs like for like for all this coffee flavor for all this uh coffee creamer so I think I should so so that's that's the, that's the main reason why I transitioned to to, to like the, to like the Maxwell House like powdered coffee flavors because it because it's 
Cause like you could kind of, you could put like quite a bit, like you, you could put like one tablespoon in there and it's plenty, it's plenty of flavoring. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, good, good. Well, uh, I think it's time to talk about some new movies coming out okay. this week. Uh, Vince, do you want to start off with uh, diary of a Whippy kid or encounter? Uh, you know, I've, I've never heard of encounter. So, I'll, so, I'll, <laughs> so, we'll, so, so we'll go with diary of a Whippy kid. Okay, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, this is a new uh, animated treatment. Uh, this is coming to Disney Plus um, this Friday, December 3rd. Um, so, wow, that seems really weird to say. Um, that December, because uh, last I checked, it was barely November. But right, yeah, I course. guess Thanksgiving has <laughs> happened. So Time, time flies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a, a reboot, remake, whatever. Uh, it's going to be animated. It looks like it's going in the animated style of the books, although 3D instead of 2D. Um, as opposed to the live action remake, um, you know, streaming December third. Um, yeah, not not necessarily anybody I think that we would recognize uh, in the voice cast, other than a random you know side character here or there. Um, I don't recognize the name of the director, but um, yeah, or the writer. Uh, Swinston O. Scott the third is directing, and Jeff Kinney is writing. Um, so don't really recognize either of them. Um, but uh, Vincent, what do you think about this movie? A uh, few, uh, again, let's take budget out of the picture. Let's take COVID out of the picture. Uh, let's take the fact that this is a Disney Plus original out of the picture. If this is going to be a theatrical exclusive and there was nothing keeping you um, away from it except for your own free will, how soon do you think you would go see this? Do you think you would go opening night, uh, wait for a discount night, wait till you can rent it at home, uh, wait till it's on a streaming service you already pay for, or are you just not interested in seeing this movie? Uh, you you know what I I'm not interested in seeing it because because you know what I I like by by the time the books came out you know I I was already in like in, in like high school so I, I was too I was too old to read the books and then and then the, the movies came out and I, I wasn't interested in seeing the movies and to be honest to be honest the only marketing I've seen for this movie w- was was the balloon they had at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, but, uh, but 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 you know, like, I, 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 I'm not I'm not saying they didn't market it. I'm just saying that the only marketing that I that I, that I've seen was was through the, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, um, yeah. They showed a trailer during uh, the either one of the football games or the we watched the dog show because why not? Um, it was better than any of the football games that were on this year. My God, Bears Lions. Ugh. As a Bears uh, fan, gross. I, um, I, I saw. <laughs> That's some terrible football right well, there. Well, you know what? We've always we, we've all we always watched the parade, and we maybe like just a just a couple years ago was when we started getting into the dog show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, if there's a good football game on, you know, you would think that Bears Lions would be good, but not in the 2010s, not in the 2020s. Nope. Uh, you know, maybe Bears Lions in the early aughts. That might be a fun game. Uh, but uh, well, you, two you, worst you, teams in football well, right now. <laughs> well. Well, you, you know what? You know what? I, I'm not into sports, so I don't watch football. So you you could tell me anything about football, and I, and I would believe you. Well, the Lions <laughs> are statistically, and from everybody, what they say analytically, the worst team in the NFL. Uh, and the Bears are, gosh, they should be, they should be better than they are. But we have a terrible head coach, and uh, um, at least a not fitting head coach, and uh, a lot of wasted potential and injuries always but everybody deals with injuries that's not really an excuse um so this is just bad football game um so uh, yeah um I, i'm for diary of a wimpy kid yeah i saw the trailer for this uh during one of the thanksgiving things and i think it was 
I think the first movie came out when I was in high school, like I was a freshman. So, or maybe it came out when I was in late middle school. I didn't. I saw it once. My Spanish teacher threw it on whenever he had a sub or whenever he would like had a day that he was just grading stuff. He'd bring in a kid's movie and he'd show us. So there's a lot of these movies that I've only seen the first half of and I've never finished. Like um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid was one of them. Uh, Up was like that for the longest time. Um, uh, Hugo is still that way. Although Hugo is one that I want to get around to. Oh, it's so good. Um, I know. I really enjoyed. See, here's the thing. He always brought movies that I really liked, but they were just like animated films and the, you know, 2010 or so. Uh, uh, Not all of them were great. And I wasn't, you know, more interested in, you know, Die Hard than something like that, you know, because I'm a, you know, 14 year old boy or whatever. Well, Well, you know what? Hugo turned 10 this month. So that's more, that's. That's a that's a good enough reason for you to to put it back on and and watch it all the way through. That's true. It's one of those movies that I've owned and I've owned for a while. I just I haven't put it in for some reason. That's oh, there you go. Just go go ahead and watch it. I'll do it. I'll do it sometime soon. Uh, anyway, so the first movie came out. Um, I think when I was in high school, and this was one of them. I I, I remember thinking it was fine. Um, I remember having a decent time. Nothing great, but nothing terrible. Um, so I'm mildly interested in the material. The animation style looks unique and. Um, I'm going to go ahead and land in streaming service for this one just because, I mean, this is already a reboot of a franchise that only started not long ago. I think there was four movies and the IMDb scores are not high for any of them. I don't know anybody that's proclaiming the Diary of Wimpy Kid movies as like overseen gems from the last decade. Um, so there's not much excitement for it. Um, not, not really a recognizable voice cast for me to get excited about or, you know, different if like this is Disney animation, which has usually made some really good films, but they're kind of dumping it on Disney plus, which, you know, they're not doing for every movie. Um, you know, and this isn't even premier access. It's just straight up on it. The last movie that got some attention was home sweet home alone. And literally nobody likes that movie. So, Oh, I've, I've heard awful, awful things about it. <laughs> that's a lie. Actually, Alex really likes it. Um, but that's it. Um, anyway, so the, I, 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 look, I, I might check this out. Um, it's, I'm not going to rush to get around to it, but, you know, I, I I might get around to it on Disney Plus sometime relatively soon. You know, um, it doesn't it doesn't look awful. Right. So um, that's about it. I mean, I think a lot of this is going to be like based off of your source material and like as a t- look as a as a movie fan, I'm interested in animation specifically from certain studios. But like, I'm not necessarily interested in all the animated features anymore, like. Unless my wife is interested in them, I'm not going to go outside of your Pixar or your Sony animation or your, you know, the 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 like high quality Disney ones like Moana and Ryan the Last Dragon and all that. Like I'm just, you know. Well, well, you know what? Um, what one of my favorite, one of my top ten movies last year was that movie Wolf Walkers, which yeah. was from, which was from uh, Cartoon Saloon, and I think I think that studio has only done I think four I think four movies. And Wolf Walkers is the only one that I that I've seen from them. So that yeah, me too. So and I mean I loved it. So at some point I want to watch the uh, the other three movies that um that Cartoon Saloon has done because like they've all they're all critically acclaimed. They all they all they all look gorgeously animated. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to do check. I want I want to check those out when I have time. Yeah, yeah. Um. So there's uh yeah. I, I don't have anything more to say about this. Like I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's going to be okay. Uh, it's apparently was 20th Century Studios that's being rebranded as Disney. My guess is Disney doesn't have a lot of faith in this because they're just dumping it on Disney Plus, whereas not all of their 20th Century products they've put on Disney Plus. 
um, you know, some of them they've chosen to actually release. So my guess is they don't have a lot of faith in it either. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, I guess let me check out Jeff Kinney writing this. Has he done anything worth notice? Oh, he did the live action Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. Um, oh, okay. So, um, oh, and it, well, all right, so I guess it looks like he did the books as well. So, wait, hold on. That's based off of a book by, not, and screenplay by. Okay. So this is the first one that he's doing this second one that he's doing the screenplay by, but he's written all the books that they're based off of. So uh, they're apparently already making a sequel to this. Oh, jeez. Like it's, it's already, there's one that's coming out next year, whatever. Um, maybe I'll see the first one by the time the second one comes out. I doubt it. Um, but we'll see, you know, the fact that it's a streaming original, you know, is, is benefit benefiting this film. Uh, now let's talk about the counter for a little bit. You said you haven't heard of this film. Uh, no, I've never, I haven't seen a trailer. I haven't seen anything for it. So I think this is one that I think was called something else and then was, had the name changed not too long ago. Um, I think I could be wrong. Uh, but this is a new Amazon prime original film, uh, starring Riz Ahmed and Octavia oh, Spencer. Oh, you, you know what? I've, you know what? I've seen the thumbnail for the trailer. Like on my, on, on like whenever I go on YouTube, but I've, 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 I've just, I've never, I never watched it, but, but yeah, n- now I know, I, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. It looks like this was originally called invasion. Uh, and my guess is, you know, they changed it for, for pretty good reasons. Um, to distance himself from like invasion of the body snatcher and uh, what? Well, well, and then you also have the that that sci that sci fi series invasion on on Apple TV. Yeah. Yep. So they changed it to Encounter. Um, so this is coming out um, in theaters in December third, limited theaters, uh, and it'll be available on Amazon Prime vi- uh, Video for everybody uh, that has the subscription December tenth. So you won't be able to see it on Prime until December 10th, but you can catch it in limited theaters December 3rd. Uh, as already mentioned, um, really the only stars in here, only super big names, uh, are Riz Ahmed and Octavia Spencer. Um, but it also looks like, actually now I'm looking at it, um, the uh, um, I think she's the girlfriend from Blindspotting? If I, yeah, a Val from Blindspotting. Um, and she's also... I, 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 I I haven't seen Blind Spotting. Like which which actress is this? Uh, her name is uh, Jan- Janina Gavanker. Gavanker. Um, okay. She's also the the main character in the Star Wars Battlefront Two by EA, uh, and okay. she plays Angela in The Way Back. Um, she's also in the Morning Show. She plays. Allison. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I've I, I've seen The Way Back. I know. Yeah, I, I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's a. I mean, I really like her in. Uh, I don't remember her being in the way back, but um, yeah. I think th- I think she I think she played Ben Affleck's ex-wife for yeah I think that's right I yeah. think that's right um, but really I don't remember much of that movie other than wow Ben Affleck's a really good actor mm-hmm. um, and wow this is such a personal journey for, uh, and wow this might be Gavin O'Connor's worst movie uh, <laughs> and, and, and 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 it was the second to last movie that that I saw before the theaters before the theaters shut down yeah that too. That too. Um, so anyway, Encounter, um, yeah, mostly starving Riz Ahmed and Octavia Spencer, um, s- directed by Michael Pierce, written by Michael Pierce and Joe Barton. I don't really recognize those names off the top of my head, but that's okay. Um, uh, all right, Vincent, what do you think based off your limited knowledge? Uh, again, let's, let's take the prime video out of the equation. Let's take COVID out of the equation, all that. Let's take any budget out of the equation. How soon are you trying to see this movie? Uh, opening weekend, discount night. Uh, wait till you can rent it at home. Wait till it's on streaming service you already pay for. Or are you just not interested in it? 
you know, uh, you know, I would, I check, I check it out. Um, cause, cause you know, like I, I like, I like, I like Riz Ahmed. I, I like Octavia Spencer. And you, you said, you said it's sci-fi. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, like, like you know, I, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm always up for like a new, for like a new, uh, like creative, like sci-fi movie. So yeah, like I, I, w- I would probably check it out. Yeah, um, I didn't give the synopsis for this one. Uh, it's two brothers embark on a journey with their father, who's trying to protect them from an alien threat. Riz Ahmed plays the father, uh, and he takes his two boys with him, and they're trying to run away from aliens that are very much invading, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's not like they're coming down like Independence Day or anything like that. They're trying to like sneakily infect everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, um, so this this kind of looks like if you mixed like Invasion of the Body Snatchers with like uh, like elements of like Road to Perdition or something like that. Okay. Um, but I've actually, uh, I've actually never seen Road to Perdition. Oh, I'm, really I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but the for 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 my scale for my anticipation level, I'm gonna go ahead and say mm, probably low side of matinee. Um, and it's it's just not an original premise. And I don't know that this movie needed to be made. And I love Riz Ahmed, and I think he's great, and I think that he's gonna win an Oscar soon. Um, you know, that performance in Sound of Metal is incredible. Um, I think he's amazing, gonna win, amazing movie. He's gonna win something soon. Uh, he's really terrific in the night of, um, which, which he won an Emmy for. I think he did. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, he, uh, he's really good. Uh, and him and Octavia Spencer, who's also always great in everything, um, should be a surefire. Yeah, let's do this. But I don't, I don't know. Like, Look, when's the last time Amazon had a really good original film? Because like the Tomorrow well, War wasn't, well, and Without well, Remorse wasn't. Well, well, Sound of Sound of Metal. Yeah, but that's a year ago. They released and, two or three oh, big oh, films oh, since oh, then. Actually, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? Um, a f- couple a couple weeks ago, I caught a preview a preview screening of of um of Ash of Ashgar uh, Fer- uh, Ferrari's new movie, a, he- a hero from from, uh, from Iran. Yeah, that's that's getting. That's getting a limited a limited theatrical release in okay. December. That and then I think it hits Amazon on January on January twenty first, and that's actually my third favorite movie of the year right now. It's it's really really good. So uh, if if anyone gets it at a theater near them, I urge them to check it out. If 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 they don't get it at a theater, definitely check it out on Amazon uh, when it starts streaming. Yeah, I hear I hear really great things about this one. I'm excited for it. But like, look, Amazon just doesn't have the best track record with original movies. Uh, sure, they have Sound of Metal uh, every now and then, but then they also have Tomorrow War, right? And I know they have Being the Ricardos coming out later as well. Um, Yo, know, which yeah, cool. But at the same time, like, especially sci-fi, like I feel like you just want to go big and you want to go for a theater for it, but. Just, just doesn't really look like there's anything new or original or interesting. It looks like a concept that's been played out a while before. The only thing is they're trying to add a, a family dynamic to it. And I just I just don't think I care that much. So look, the more I'm talking about this, the more I, I think I'm kind of coming down on it. But um, I, yeah, it just, just kind of feels like another sci-fi movie to me. And I have seen the trailer. Um, it's fine. I, f- I, 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 feel, I feel like with a lot of... A lot of original movies that hit streaming services that the that like the like trying to think like like horror can go either way. Sci-fi seems to be the genre that fails the most with like direct with like direct to streaming movies. Um, like regular regular dramas tend to be the ones that 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 work the most, in my opinion. 
Yes. Well, and and looking at uh, looking at the the writers, uh, the writer director for this movie, and then at the other writer, um, the only recognizable thing on one of the screenplay writers is. Uh, did you see My Days of Mercy? What was that? What was that title? My Days of Mercy. It was the Ellen Page, Kate Mara, um, romantic drama. Uh, no, I've never heard of it. Um, I remember hearing about it, but relatively middling things. It looks like it has a six point four on IMDb. But I remember hearing. Uh, that's the only recognizable film in this and so if you didn't recognize that well you watch a little bit more indie stuff than i do uh and then michael pierce it looks like the last thing he directed was uh, a movie called beast in 2017 yes i i loved beast okay uh and he did right in 2010 keeping up with the joneses uh in 2013 so like you know the you know that's a short um so probably not the is there like a full film for that or a tv show or something i'm sorry isn't there a full film on that or a TV show or something for keeping up with the Joneses? I don't know. D- didn't, didn't Zach Galifianakis do a movie? That's called, what I thought. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was with him, John Hamm, Gal Gadot and Isla Fisher. I think, yeah, like, I feel like maybe like, maybe like four, like four or five years ago, they, they, they did, a, they did like an action comedy called keeping well with the Joneses. That wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't well received by critics and or audiences. So, well, and this guy just did a short, and the synopsis is a midlife crisis, and it's got a 5.6 on IMDb. So my guess is they're probably not related. He doesn't have anything to do with the feature film. Anyway, uh, you really liked Beast, so that should be a good good thing. I I never seen it. I never heard of it. Um, so I, I don't know. It's like nothing that doesn't necessarily excite me either. You know, it's not like this is a new sci-fi film by um, Drew Goddard or anything like that. Um, I mean, I mean, Beast. It's it's like it's an indie like psychological thriller and it's like it's it's definitely out there but i would you know like like i i i i i would i would i would recommend giving it a giving it a watch um uh, uh, jesse buckley plays plays the main character you know you know she she's she's done a few good movies over the past few years like she definitely has a good like a good career ahead of her so so yeah i like i i'd recommend checking it out uh, if if you get the chance Okay, it's on Netflix. Um, so or uh, not Netflix, uh, Prime Video. Sorry. So if anybody's interested, it's on Prime Video. Um, so yeah, I I think that's about all I can say. I, I, I'm not really excited about either of these films. I'd rather just you know go go see a movie from last week that I haven't seen yet, or you know catch up on some TV or some video games rather than rush to see any of these. But you know, all that changes um with word of mouth and all that stuff yeah like yeah like i i have i have a few i have a few um awards contenders to catch up on this week like like i'll like i'll probably i'll probably start king richard tonight i know it's like a two and a half hour movie so i can't oh finish. yeah I, can't. I haven't seen that one yet so like, i can't i can't finish it tonight but i'll probably start it tonight and then probably probably later in the week um i know uh power of the dog hits netflix on the on december 1st so i'll probably yeah. watch that um over the weekend oh it's on the first okay yeah um, I wasn't sure. I had, I had that on the schedule. I guess I thought it was later. Uh, no, no, we talked about it uh, like last week or something. Yeah, we talked about it last week. All right, good. I covered it. I got my bases covered. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I've recorded. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Not a terribly exciting week of movies for me. Um, I, yeah, I haven't seen King Richard yet, so I'll, I'd rather just watch that than either of these two. Um, yeah. Uh, but how about a movie we have seen? You ready to talk about Chicken Run? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Uh, the Chicken Run. This is a 2000 film. Uh, by the way, not available to stream for free anywhere. You can rent it um, or buy it on 
um, pretty much any major platform. Um, the synopsis here is when a cockerel, uh, when a cockerel, cockerel apparently flies into a chicken farm, the chickens see him as an opportunity to escape their evil owners. Essentially, this is a remake of The Great Escape um, in lots of different ways. Um, this is a um, Wallace and Gromit, um, creators of Wallace and Gromit, so done in that sort of claymation style and just in general art style. Um, let's see, voice cast here. We got Mel Gibson. Um, uh, I'm sure a lot of these names are recognizable. I'm just can't re necessarily recognize. Uh, Timothy Spall, that was the... He played the the rat in Harry Potter. Yeah, he um, he played um oh shoot, what was his uh the Oh what I'm trying to think what was his Um Scabbers? That was it? Sc Scabbers was the name was the was his name as a rat, but uh, oh P uh, P uh Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm sure a lot of these names are recognizable. They're probably more voice actors, though. Um, I, do, I just don't really recognize, and I don't know that they're necessarily names that people will. Um, but that's just me speaking. I could be severely underplaying some of these things. But uh, well, well, yeah, well, you have two more Harry Potter cast members in there. You have uh, uh, Miranda Richardson and uh, Imelda Staunton. Okay. Uh, I don't recognize them necessarily. <laughs> I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, so... That doesn't necessarily surprise me. Right. I think we can end it here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can end it here. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, actually, uh, coming up on the podcast, uh, right before the Fantastic Beast movie, I'll be doing uh, talking about all the Harry Potter films. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, so, so Chicken Run. Um, Vince, uh, a little bit uh, before we get into the rating, uh, kind of what's your history with this movie? Uh, this came out in 2000. Like, when did you first see it? When did when have you seen it most recently? Uh, other than for the purposes of this podcast, um, and uh, like what what was your like? Is this a movie that you watched a lot and then never saw for a while? Is this a movie that you just always watch? Like what kind of what's your history with Chicken Run? Well, well, I well I actually saw it on opening day because oh, because nice. it came, because it came out it came out my last day of, my last day of school when I was in, when I was in third grade and and and. And you know, I I I don't know how I don't know how your schools did it, but you know, for us, like the last like like the last three or four days of the school year would all would would, would be half days. So you know, like like my, my so my brother and I, and he, you know, I'm a twin, so you know, we were both we were both in third grade together. We were in third grade together. Um, so you know, he and I got home around noon. Um, our mom asked us if we wanted to go to the movies to see Chicken Run, and you know, we 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 said yeah, of course. So we went to see Chicken Run, and and like this, the summer was always it was always a busy season for for my dad and his business. So you know, like while he was work, you know, while he was working, my, my my mom would be the one to like take my my brother and I like out to lunch or like out to the movies or to like the public pool. So uh, so yeah, you know, we came home from school. She took us to see Chicken Run. The three of us really enjoyed it um and then the next the, the next time i saw it was when i think i think i got the i think i got the vhs for christmas and, and you, you know you know how it is like when when you're a kid like you know you know you'll you'll get a vhs and you'll maybe watch it like a couple of times but then you won't really watch it again so the opposite i would wear out the vhs and then don't touch it for 10 years <laughs> <laughs> but um but, but but yeah, so I got the VHS, and you know I watched it a couple times, and then and then I didn't watch it again until until this until this past spring when we were when we were going to record this the first mm -hmm. time. So you know I you know I re, I rewatched it 
for for that for that episode. And then, um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much my history. So, would you say it's been like ten years, fifteen years before this year? Oh, oh, it it was like it was it was like it was like 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 twenty like twenty years. Wow! All right. Um, look, I, I vividly remember having the VHS for this film. I'm not sure I ever saw it. Um, I'm sure I had to have. I'm I'm almost positive I had to have, but I had no moments watching this film that were just like, oh, that that part. I really remember that part. No, no, um, uh, no memory, no nostalgia. Um, I vividly remember having the VHS, but this was uh, 2000. I was five, um, so. Maybe maybe my older siblings might have seen it more, um, and I just, just five year olds don't form the best memories. So um, you know, especially when you're looking back twenty years later. So I remember having this VHS. I remember um, I remember that I can still picture the case and everything today. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah, I don't remember. I don't I don't think I had seen this before. Um, so. I'm, I'm sure well, I had to have. I'm sure I had to have. Well, well, well one thing I, re- I remember the most about it was how. Um, well, 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 you know, obviously, 2000. You know, you know, you know the, you know, the internet was still was still in its early stages. So you know, it's it's not like you had trailers like trailers coming out every day. So like one thing I remember most about the VHS was this was the eh, eh, this was when I first saw the trailer for Shrek. And I remember watching it being like, what is this? I want to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Obligatory Shrek reference while we're talking about nostalgia films. Um, yep. uh, well, 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 I mean, I mean, the Shrek movies themselves are full of references, so it's only appropriate. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right, Vincent, you saw it this year. Uh, what did you think? Did you like it, love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay? Uh, well, 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 you know, you know, obviously when I was a kid and I first saw it, um, you know, I really enjoyed it, but now that I'm an adult, an adult and I saw it, um, you know, you know, I, I enjoyed it more because, you know, like you, you understand, you understand more of the jokes, you understand, you know, you know, if there are like any subtleties in the story, you know, you can, you can, you definitely catch on to them. And, um, one, one thing, one thing I remember, one thing I did remember about it was how, you know, like. I I think this was rated G, but um, but I mean, in any event, like you know, for a kids movie, you know, it does get like like pretty dark at times, especially in the beginning when you have the one chick when they all all the chickens line up and mm-hmm. one of them doesn't meet the the egg the egg laying quota for like for like that month, and you know she uh you know they they do they do away they do away with her and yeah yeah so um but but yeah I mean like. And and you know what, like Chicken Run came out at a time, and and you know it, it it's still it's still pretty much like this today. Like you know, clay clay animation, you really don't see that much that that much of it. I mean, yeah, maybe you see it a little more a little more these days than you than you usually do. Well, but, but it's not true claymation; it's simulated in three D. You know, it's not it's not necessarily like proper claymation, like Nightmare Before Christmas or anything like that. Well, no, well, never before Christmas. Like that was that was more stop motion. That was well, uh, sure. Nightmare, sorry, Nightmare wasn't claymation, right? Well, either way, if you do have your claymation, it's usually simulated. It's not okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's why it's why there's more of them. Um, okay, but but yeah, I, but yeah, like like around around the time when this came out, this was like really around the time when like two D animation was kind of like starting to phase out and more 
and more like three D animation, like three D animated movies were were like start were starting to make we're we're starting to make their big splash in, in like in like the child in like the children's mm-hmm. film like section of like of like the movies and everything. So so you know for for like a clay animated movie to come out at that time and do like the and do like the the, the pretty good box office that it did like I, I think it made like over it made like somewhere between a hundred and a hundred ten million domestically like you know to have a success like that for, for a, for a clay and for a claymation movie, you know, like, you know, it's, you know, it's something to, uh, to applaud, like, uh, like, like for, uh, for DreamWorks and what, what's the, the claymation studio? Uh, Ardman? Is that? Yeah, the, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Ardman, uh, DreamWorks. Yeah. It looks like worldwide gross 224 million, but yeah, us and Canada, 106 million. Uh, I mean, high budget though, it's $45 million budget. Um, that's kind of surprising. But I mean, I guess, you know, Mel Gibson in 2000 was not cheap. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, so, uh, so did you like it, love it, hate it, dislike it, think it's just okay? I don't think you quite got around to that yet. We talked, oh. we talked around a lot of the points that I definitely want to hit on more, but. Oh, um, I, um, I would, uh, I, I would, I would say I'm like, I'm like right in the middle of, of, of liking it and, and loving it. Okay. Um, I know I'm going to disappoint a lot of people here, but I'm going to go high side of it's just okay. Okay. Um, I, I really wanted to like this movie more. I think part of this is, I know this is a film that's really revered. I think this is a movie that people look back and are like, how on earth did this incredible film get made 20 years ago? I think this is one of those that has the same kind of reputation that something like the iron giant does where it's like, here's a really incredible animated film that people have not given the credit where it's due. And iron giant's incredible. And I think, you know, it, it gets its it gets its due partly because Brad Bird's become such a success. But it's like mm. I feel like this is one of those films that the expectations are really high if you're going to watch it for the first time. And I feel like I just didn't have the best time watching it. Um, and I think there's other reasons for that too. Um, I think at least on an artistic level, this is a masterpiece. Uh, it's just you know it, it it's great. Um, it's just I maybe disagree with some of the choices that they made, and it made me have not as good of a, as an experience. So. Um, Let's start off with, uh, you mentioned how this movie is really not afraid to get dark. And I had that as a note too. It's really bold that like they are willing to go to, you're right, there's that opening scene where they're, if they're not producing the eggs, then they get taken away. And I think it's implied that they're killed and eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even straight up shown. Uh, look, I'll be honest, I, I didn't get a chance to rewatch this one. So I'm going off my memory from a couple months ago, uh, as well as the notes that I made a couple months ago. Um, so... I could be wrong with some of this stuff, but uh, I know it's at least pretty strongly implied. There's there's a lot of moments where they're really replicating the Great Escape, so they're really replicating like Prisoner of War camp, um, and they're not doing it lightly. Um, it's kind of admirable, uh, but at the same time, it kind of takes you out of it, right? Because I'm watching an animated kids movie. <laughs> um, well, well, I'm go- I'm gonna I'm gonna shame myself once again and and. And say that I've actually never seen The Great Escape. Nor have I, uh, but that's coming up. Uh, Robert and I will be talking about that um, in March. So um, neither have, I think I've seen clips from it because I have a dad that's old. So <laughs> oh, 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 I mean, I've definitely heard of it, but and like and yeah, I have seen like clips here and there, but yeah. I've never seen it in in full. Right, I've never seen it in full, and yeah, I've caught just clips, and it hasn't been any time recently. Um, yeah, but anyway, it's just like. It's not afraid to get dark. How did you, did you think it balanced the tone? Well, do you think, do you think you like the tone it took? I think, I think a lot of my problems lie in, I think I wanted this to be a little bit more fun of a movie, but 
it wants to be fun and dark, but like really dark. And it just, it, it does some, it does such, does them in a, such a big way that it doesn't necessarily feel like a kid's movie. And it doesn't necessarily feel like the tone that I would, that I get from the other Wallace and Gromit stuff. This well, is, I mean, this is the antithesis of Shaun the Sheep. Well, I mean, I mean like it, like it get it pretty much becomes its darkest in like that, in like that opening scene. So then like for the, for the rest of the movie, like, like, like the, like the rest of the movie doesn't get as dark, but because, because, because you, you know, the stakes, there is like that dark element to it without, without really showing anything as dark as the beginning. So like, so like, like, you know, you know what I mean? So like, 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 you know, you know, this, you know, the stakes and that's like, that's like the dark element throughout the movie. So they have, so they have that, but then you could, but then they, but then they can, they also make it, they also make it like a, you know, like a, like a, like a funny, like a funny adventure. I mean, kind of, I I don't know. I, I thought it was just, I thought it. I thought it had one of two tones, which is either really dark or I wouldn't even say funny. I would say um, uh, I don't know, like silly or ridiculous. It's not slapstick or anything like that, but it's like you've got moments of like, yeah, ridiculous might be the best way to say it, but not okay. in like a Three Stooges kind of way. Um, um, ludicrous, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I just I, I felt like. Uh, I don't, again, maybe it's because of what I wanted for the movie and what the movie is are two different things. So, um, but this movie is really unapologetically the great escape for kids. I mean, the plot is pretty much the same. Um, the characters have similar clothing. Um, you even got an old school actor like Mel Gibson to like have his gruff voice. I mean, Mel, G- Mel Gibson's not the oldest actor in this 2000, you know, but he, he'd been but- he'd been around for a hot second. He'd been a superstar at this point. Yeah, and, and you know what you pro- and you know what you pro- if they did remake The Great Escape today, you probably could imagine him like as one of the cast members. Yeah, absolutely. But like the other thing, like that, it, it doesn't just hearken it to like characters and character models and story and all that, but like the music too. Like right off the bat, like this has like a an old school World War Two sounding yes. score, and it's mm-hmm. it's incredible. I really like the score for this movie. I like the music a lot. Um, so. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, this is claymation and because it's claymation, like when you have practical animation, especially like practical 3D animation like that, it's it's just it's just going to hold up well. Like when we're talking about Shrek, Shrek holds up fine, not great. Um, uh, but there's there's a lot of movies that we've talked about in these nostalgia that they really don't hold up visually at all. Well, um, we'll, we'll see. Well, I agree. I agree because I, I feel like like like. Claymation, I feel like, has really stayed consistent. Yes, o- over the years. Whereas, like, when you like, you know, you know, like, even like, th- there was there were only like three years between the first two Shrek movies, and you could see like, there's a big the, difference. You could see like the big difference in in Shrek two compared to compared to the original. Yes, yeah, but like, it's it's just even one of those some. Look, look, Toy Story. Toy Story One doesn't look as good as you remember it does. Right? Um, no, it, no, it, it still looks great for 1995, and it still right, looks r- r- remarkable right, and like, for 1995. R- right, and like it's it's still a, it's still a terrific movie. But yes. but but yeah, I mean, when you compare the animation to that to the animation of the other three, it's it's yeah. night and day. It's night, night and day. Yeah, I mean, even Toy Story Two, which was again a visually a huge step forward. Like, I don't know that animation has ever looked as good as Toy Story Four has. Um, it just 
gorgeous, especially that that rain sequence yes. with Bo Peep. Yes. Just, so anyway, it's like so it's like a lot of these films that we've talked about here haven't held up visually. This one this one does. You could because it's because it's claymation. Um, it doesn't look, and I don't know if it's the studio's shift. Um, it doesn't look quite as pristine as Shaun the Sheep does. Um, you know, and Shaun but the Sheep is a little bit goofier of an animation too. It's a little bit more silly, but it's but it's close. Yeah, but it's close. Like you could you could re-release Chicken Run in theaters on 4K now or on disc in 4K now, and like you know, convince people that it was released in 2020, not 2000. Um. At least in terms of visually, you know, 50 years from now, you couldn't tell, you know, it, it, you could upscale it now to where in the future or like kids right now couldn't tell the difference that this is an old movie. Um, maybe is the better example. Like if you showed, if this was released on 4K and you showed a, a child this movie, they would have no clue that this was released 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, how did you feel? How did you feel about? Um, so I'm just comparing Sean the Sheep because that's my like most recent example of uh of this studio um I, I some wallace and gromit stuff growing up but not really a lot for me um but i saw sean the sheep farmageddon um not that long ago and i think it's a really delightful film but um so i'm just going to kind of compare the two you know they're the same studio they're 20 years apart um how did you feel about like the the dialogue choices like um like uh, sean the sheep is a completely silent dialogue film um, there are sound effects and whatnot, but uh, but Chicken Run is a full on scripted words mm. and everything. How did you feel? How, like, how did that impact your experience? Um, I, I I enjoyed the dialogue a lot. I thought it was I thought it was quick. It was witty. Um, you know, it it was it it was it was emotional at, at times. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I really don't have that much to say about it, but you know, I I I I re- I, re- I really enjoyed it. I like I like I like I liked the characters and. And yeah, so I had a, a different experience than you. Um, I thought the dialogue was was written well, sure, but I just felt that it it made the movie itself a little lazier. Like, um, especially because this movie is is such a rip off of the Great Escape. Sorry, not rip off, homage to the Great Escape, uh, or remake of the Great Escape, or retelling of the Great Escape. If you're already being this blatant with the story, you don't need dialogue to to push that forward. I think this movie could be could have no dialogue in it or at least no dialogue from the chickens um, and would be probably a better film for it. Okay. Um, Now, like, like I agree with you. I think the dialogue was clever and snappy and had some really good moments. I just, I I just had a different experience than you. And I'm, I just, I I, I maybe am interested in seeing this movie made just with no dialogue, but it's, but I also wonder if maybe this was a bridge to like, you know, cause they don't speak when the humans are around. Um, and the humans don't get many lines to them. So I wonder if this was like, you know, if they would have tried to go dialogue free, maybe that wouldn't have worked in 2000. Maybe the studio wasn't at that point yet. Maybe the world wasn't ready for that point. Maybe they wanted to. And the studio was like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. I don't know. There's probably a story there. Um, mm. You know, uh, I just, I just, because maybe it's because I saw Shaun the Sheep not that long ago. And I mean, not that long ago when it came out. Um, <laughs> um, so I guess that's, that was a year ago. Um, I don't know. I just, I, just I, th- I thought it would have been better. And especially because this is such a remake of the great escape. It's like, I get it. I don't need the, I don't need the, the dialogue to fill me in on what you're trying to say or what you're trying to get me to feel, especially when this isn't really a movie made for kids. It sure is rated G, but as we talked about, like, I think this would be at least PG if it came out today, if not PG 13 PG probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like a pretty hard PG 
but I think there's moments that could make this PG-13 for sure. So, um, yeah. Um, and then kind of on a, on a similar note for the voice casting, um, or for the, for the, for the dialogue, um, I don't, I don't think I like Mel Gibson in this role. Um, and, and I, and I think I narrowed it down about halfway through why halfway through watching the movie. So, um, I think I don't like him because he's Mel Gibson, right? It's not like when you watch, um, perfect example. I showed my wife, uh, Spider-Man to the, into the Spider-Verse this week. And that's a perfect movie for voice casting choices because, the only people that sound like themselves are, or at least you can like hear and listen and be like, oh, that's that person. It's John Mulaney and Nicolas Cage. And they were picked for those roles as Spider-Ham and Spider-Man Noir. Like they're like, oh, we got to get ridiculous Nicolas Cage for this role. And we got to get, you know, stand-up comedian John Mulaney for this Looney Tunes type role. Like, but when, when we're sitting there and I'm pointing out to my wife, like that's Haley Steinfeld and that's, um, uh jeez what's 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 her name uh agatha from uh wandavision oh uh uh catherine han <laughs> yes catherine han and um you know and that's mahershala ali and that's brian tyree henry like when you're able to to have that kind of experience but this is just mel gibson um and it's i think that's the reason why i didn't really like it and not every voice cast has to be like that but it was it was so distracting because he's such a huge star like even when chris pratt did the lego movie he wasn't a big star at the time, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, or um, when uh, when Jamie Foxx did Soul, he's not really recognizable as Jamie Foxx. Now, when you when you hear, oh, that's Jamie Foxx, like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. But you're not you're not looking at the character of um, Gar- Joe Gardner and thinking, oh, that's Jamie Foxx. Um, you know, or you're not you're not seeing 22 and being like, oh, that's Tina Fey, mm-hmm. um, even if they're not necessarily doing things different, you're it's just, it's just not the same. So, um, all, all I can think of when I see the main character is just, oh, that's Mel Gibson. And, you know, aside from taking all the baggage that is Mel Gibson out of the equation, it was just, it was just like, I know that voice. I recognize that voice. That's a very distinct voice. And sure, it kind of fits for this like gruff World War II era guy. But at the same time, it's just distracting to me. Okay. I get it. Yeah. So. Um, I only have one more note, but I feel like I've been talking for a while. Do you have like, what, what, what's up, what's on your mind? What are you processing through about this movie? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, pretty much everything I had to say about it. Um, I I've said, uh, you know, you know, you know, just, just in short, um, I, you know, I, I've, I, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. I, um, I liked watching it today. Uh, I, I liked watching it. Uh, a few months ago, and and and, and, pick, and, and and picking up on like on like the jokes that went over my that went over my head as mm-hmm. as, a, as a kid, you, you know, both 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 uh, both visual both visual jokes and like and verbal jokes, and uh, and yeah, like, I I just think it's like it's like a nice like fun movie. Sure, um, yeah. Uh, so here's my last note: is uh, I'm, this movie is fine, but I think this would be better if this was a series of shorts. Um, you know, I, I I have one. I have it where you say where there's one where it's straight up the Great Escape and that storyline. Um, and then you have one that's there's there's a sequence here where they're in the pie factory um, and they're trying to escape. Like that itself could be a separate thing. Um, and I think you even have a have a short of uh, of the farmer's husband that like almost catches the chicken every time. Um, like you could have a, a short from the farmer's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like several different angles you can take here. I just, I feel like this to me would have worked better as a series of shorts as opposed to, um, as opposed to, an, as opposed to just the film that we got. Um, 
So that's, that's my opinion. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm excited to watch this again after um, I'll watch The Great Escape. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, but that's really all my notes about it. I, I just look. I, I, we I, we watched it. Uh, we were supposed to do April, I think. Yeah. So I watched this at the end of March, and I I haven't really felt a desire to go see to, to watch it again since then. I mean, I would have. Uh, part, partly, we're recording this right after Thanksgiving, so it's a busy time for all of us. I didn't really have the time to squeeze in a movie like Chicken Run, um, you know, especially that I've seen relatively recently. But it, I mean, that should say enough, right? I, yeah, I thought it was fine. Okay. High side of okay. Um, I love the idea. I just don't know that I love the execution. Um, Fair enough. Um, well, uh, do you have anything to say or you want to move on to the B-plot? Uh, we can move on to the B-plot. Okay. Uh, this will be fun. I'm, I'm kind of coming up with some of these on the fly. Um, this will be fun. But I thought uh, I thought this would be fun since uh, since Chicken Run is very much a animated retelling of uh, The Great Escape. Um, what what are some other films that you would like to see? So we'll kind of do a back and forth, one pick each, uh, until you know, until we're out. Uh, but like, I thought, what would be a really fun movie, um, for you to see with the chicken with the chicken run treatment? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be claymation. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but just kind of this tone, uh, of a remake. Um, I'll let you start off. Uh, just just give one and then talk about it for a little bit and uh, and then I'll give I'll give one of mine. So, so an animated remake of a classic of like a classic movie. It doesn't necessarily have to be a classic, but essentially, like you have the Great Escape, and then you have Chicken Run. Like Chicken Run is very much the Great Escape, done like that. So it doesn't have to be a classic, but like, what's something that you would like to see this studio, you know, make make this version of of a film? Uh, I'm trying to. Th- you know what? Can you, go, can you go first, and like, like, like that'll make me that that'll help yeah. me like think of. Something. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Um, uh, all right. So the first one I wrote down, I don't. I'm sure there's got to be a movie of this out there, but I just thought, like, how fun would a murder mystery in this style be? Um, and Knives Out was one of my favorite movies, and I think in a lot of ways, Knives Out is this to like older Agatha Christie stuff. Um, so I just thought, how about how about and then they were none. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a movie out there for it. I, I don't know that I've seen one. I, I read the book in middle school. Um, but I, so I thought how fun would it be for this studio to tackle? And then there were none. Um, to me, it's kind of like it would be if Knives Out was claymation. Uh, and that sounds like a lot of fun to me, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that would be fun. That was the first thing I thought of. So. Uh, you know what, you know what I would, <laughs> you know what, this might be kind of out there, but I, I, and like, like this is pausing to my head, but like now I feel like I really want to see this movie. All right. Like, like I, I would like a clay animated, a clay animated remake of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Okay, this is a film I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, tell me a little bit about it and why. Well, it's from it's from the early, I think the mid six mid sixties. It's uh, directed directed by by Mike Nichols, who like who who like like who went on, who went on to direct The Graduate a few years later. It stars. Mm-hmm. It stars Elizabeth Taylor and uh, shoot, who was who was her her husband her husband her her husband her her like her famous her like really famous Han. Oh, I am not the person to ask. Let me look, hold on one second. Let me. I, I, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Hold on, who's afraid of Virginia? Uh, Mike Todd. Oh, Richard Richard Bur- Richard Burton. Okay. Okay. So it looks right, so, like she's got a lot of husbands. All right. All right. So so it stars Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. And 
the movie pretty much all takes it, it all takes place over over one night, and and it was it was originally um a, a, a stage a stage play, and um so so anyway you have Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, and late late one night at like after after attending an event at the college where Richard Burton's character works, they they invite a younger couple played by George Siegel and Sandy Dennis. George Siegel is is a professor is a professor at this college. And pretty pretty much, and like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard and Richard Burton, like like their the like their character's marriage is like it's it's so it's so on the it's so on the rocks like it's 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 at a dangerous point of of of, of ending. Um, so pretty much when they they invite this couple over and this young couple just sits and pretty much watches. Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Byrne just like sling insults at each other the whole night and just like and just like spew like all all this like hatred it's just spew all this hatred at each other like I mean like that like sounds, it's, that sounds like perfect for this question <laughs> well like you, you, you know you know like at, at certain at so you know at certain you know like at certain points you know it's you know it's upsetting to watch but at the same time like a lot of like the insults like they're so they're so funny and like you you mm-hmm. just like you just like cringe because like you can't you can't imagine being either one of them being on the receiving end of like what the other one says of what the other one says to the other it's just like it, it, it's just it's it's such a good it's such a good movie that sounds like a re- yeah that sounds like a really good pick for this one um that sounds like something that would be a lot of fun to see in a sort of claymation reboot like this a remake like this um all right i have five more I, w- I just went through my favorite films of all time and i listed ones i thought would be fun um i have five more um i have inglorious bastards down next oh that would be great so like and here and here's why is inglorious bastards is riding that line of silly already so if you add it in a claymation style and you're able to just go full silly um I think that would just be a lot of fun. Well, 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 see, the thing is, like, like Christoph Waltz's character, um, you, 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 you know, you know, you know, of course, of you know, of course, of course, of course, he's he's like he's like like it like an like a high like an evil like higher like higher up in like the Nazi regime, but like you know, he has like a cartoonish quality to to the character that it does it does work, mm-hmm. and and like Christoph Waltz just does it so well. That like it's a cartoonish aspect that you could you could definitely see translated to like a clay animation character. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have another one, or do you want me to want me to go with, with some more of mine? Uh, you can keep going while I think of one. Yeah, um, I had Alien. I think this would be perfect. Oh my god, this would be perfect. Uh, the original Alien is one of my favorite horror films of all time, and I think you take a horror setting and you add it to to like the studio. I mean. We've seen uh, what the, what they did with the sci-fi genre with uh, Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon, which is also full of a lot of callbacks um, to like the alien invasion stuff. Um, I think this would be a lot of fun. Um, you'd have to tone down the gore and the violence a lot, but you know this this could just be a lot of fun. Um, uh, on a similar note to some of the other ones we've been talking about, I had the Hurt Locker. Um, you know, I, I don't really know why that just sounded fun. <laughs> Oh, actually, actually, you know, I, I have, I have one. I think it would yeah. be, I think it would be a lot of fun to see a clay animated remake of Parasite. Oh, there you go. That'd be great. Uh, gosh, that could be. I just, I'm, I'm imagining that scene right now where the dad um, 
pulls out the bloody tissue from the trash can. Oh, yeah. And I'm just imagining that with like these yeah. chickens. <laughs> That'd be incredible. <laughs> um, I'll throw out the most ridiculous one I had in here. I saw it and I was like, um, no, but then I was like, okay, maybe look, don't you kind of want to see this studio try to do this with saw? Like, <laughs> don't you kind of want to see that? <laughs> I, you know what? I would, I would see that. So, um, I have one more and it's, uh, it's miracle, a miracle. Uh, this is the Gavin O'Connor, um, mm. previously mentioned. Um, what, what, Hey, you know what? Ch- chickens, chickens playing hockey, you know, like, like, like that, that sounds ripe for comedy. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even necessarily need to be chickens, but yeah, animals playing hockey. The, one of the greatest sports stories ever told, uh, the U S beating, uh, uh, the Russians in the Olympics, uh, when they were just a freaking dynasty. Uh, I mean, we already got a miracle on ice, silly movie with the mighty ducks too. Um, but, but still like to see it told from this perspective, from this lens, I think could be a lot of fun. Um, and especially, I think if you make it like a silent film that, that would have, uh, no dialogue when I mean silent, um, that you could have a lot of visual humor stuff going on. I think it'd be really fun. So, um, one, do you have one more you want to throw out? Uh, you know what, you know what, just for the heck of it, uh, since we have the remake coming out in a couple weeks, uh, West Side Story. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, or like something like uh, like Newsies or The Outsiders, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, All right. The, the Outsiders, the oh, the one with um, Rob Lowe and yeah, Sean uh, Sheen? yeah, oh, uh, us. right, yeah, and like Rav Rav Machio sees oh, yeah. uh, see Thomas Howe. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. The I, Outsiders. I was just thinking of that time period too. I mean, yeah, West. I I just not seen West Side Story, so I don't have familiarity, but. I'd I'd imagine it's pretty similar to same time Newsies like, like same outsiders. like same time period. like well actually well Newsies is more like the third I, I've never seen Newsies but that's more like the, Newsies is the Great Depression yeah okay okay because because all right because West Side Story was, was like late fifties early sixties okay so so like the Outsiders okay yeah yeah I, I that would be a lot of fun I'd I'd, I'd see look I'd I'd probably rather see that than this new one coming out uh, well you know the the new one is. I mean, Steven Spielberg's directing, so you know what I. It, it looks could, fine. It just looks like, redundant. Well, you know, what? I I feel like he wouldn't he wouldn't have signed on to it unless he figured he could bring something new to the story. So you know what I'm 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 going to be optimistic about it. Okay, I, look, I want to be. I just it just seems just redundant to make. But okay, um, but as somebody who's not seen the original either, so um, the original is really good. You should like definitely check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out before the new one. I just gotta get around to it. Uh, cool. I thought that was a good. Uh, I thought that was a good one. Uh, quick reminder before we move on: if you're listening and you have uh, some questions you want to throw away that we can do during the B plot, I uh, would love to get that. You can send them to me uh, uh, on Twitter or send them to Sif Pop on Twitter, or email, or whatever. Uh, that'd be great. Um, send us your questions. What you want us to explore. Um, uh, and uh, as well as just if you have thoughts, if you have. Uh, um, other other thoughts of like, hey, like this film would be perfect for the category you're talking about. Send them over to us on Twitter. I'd love to love to hear your thoughts of what films you should uh, uh, you would like to see get the chicken run treatment. Uh, but Vince, last thing we got to do before we wrap up is uh, we need to do the spinoff. So, what is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you are really excited um, to tell people about, um, for good or for bad? Um trying to think pop pop culture yeah so it could be like an album or it could be um a uh 
uh, a movie, a TV show. It could be um, a video game. Could be anything. All right. Oh, uh, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna mention Belfast. Oh, I saw, I saw this yesterday. I I I, 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 I saw it, I saw it a couple weeks ago, and I I just I just fell in love with it. It's it's one of it's one of my top favorites of the of the year. Um, like 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 I I, I want like I, I I went with a friend to see it, and now I want to I want to take my fam- my family to see it at some point because because I, I feel I feel like they I feel like they would they would love it as much as I as much as I did. So um so yeah, like I. Like I, I I loved it and I really hope it does receive uh, a lot of, a lot of Oscar attention. It, it probably it probably will. So yeah, um, I actually saw this yesterday. Uh, Jake, Civ Pop writer Jake, came down and uh, saw it with me in Iowa City. Um, man, the trailers made this look like it was just going to be a really delightful, charming movie, um, and it's kind of not. <laughs> um, it's kind of got some really depressing moments to it. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it is charming and it is delightful. Uh, I had a good time with it for sure. That's a great recommend. Um, all right, I'm gonna rapid fire three things real quick. Um, I saw t- two other films in theaters this week. Uh, I went. I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I I really enjoyed it. I, I thought I was I, I, especially once it came out and there was a lot of middling reviews. I was surprised that I still wound up really liking it. So. Um, so there's that. Uh, I also saw Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City, and that's a terrible film. I really hated it, uh, like super, super hated it. Um, and uh, and on the way to Thanksgiving, my wife and I listened to Adele's new album, and I am a huge Adele fan. Um, I don't really like this album that much. <laughs> I'm so sad to say because I love her so much, but I kind of didn't like this album. Okay, so there's my rapid fire stuff. Nothing, nothing specific, but a couple things. I'm recommending Ghostbusters Afterlife. I am warning um, uh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, and I'm I'm not recommending Adele's new <laughs> album, and that pains me. Oh, anyway, uh, that's a wrap. So, quick reminder: Civ Pop Riders Room is part of the Studio DNA Network. Uh, you can check out other great shows at StudioDNA.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. And if you want to write for SivPop.com or you want to send us a question to explore during the B plot. Uh, or send us your uh, answers to our B-plot. You can uh, email them at uh, writersroomsifpop.com, or you can get in contact with me or Sifpop on Twitter, uh, as well as on Letterboxd. Uh, go ahead and give us a follow. Um, and um, uh, that's the ways you can connect with me and the show. Uh, Vince, where do you want to send people to? Uh, uh, well, I have uh, I have um, a, a, movie re- a movie review website. It's called uh cinema it's, it's called cinema conversations.blogspot.com and, and and i also do occasional reviews for sif pop so uh you can find me uh at those two places and um and uh and and if you want to find me on twitter my handle is at vin abatacola v-i-n-a-b-b-a-t-e-c-o-l-a Awesome. We'll make sure to find Vincent. If you go to his website, you can check out his review for A Hero, which we talked about earlier. Um, well, also lots of other stuff, too. So, uh, as always, really appreciated having you on. Um, Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, we'll do it again sometime. The schedule is about to come out um, for our new writers to claim. So, uh, we'll make sure that we uh, we get you on again. Uh, it be a pleasure having you back. So. Sounds good. I'd love, I love, love to be back. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, in the meantime, that's fine. Uh, next Next month, um, come back for another nostalgia episode. I don't know what I'm talking about or who I'm talking with, uh, because as I mentioned, the schedule is about to come out. 
uh, which means I don't have anybody lined up for January yet, but I will in a couple, uh, tomorrow when this episode lines up. So um, not sure what we're reviewing uh, or who I'm reviewing with, but it'll be there. Uh, and um, next week is a comic book movie film. So um, I think uh, I, I think just with schedules, Joe's not going to be able to make it. So Frank and I will talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4. Um, so Spider-Man Far From Home, WandaVision, um, uh, Eternals, um, Eternals, Shang-Chi, um, What If, Black Widow, and the first couple episodes of Hawkeye. So uh, thanks for helping me out with that. It's, it's hard to keep track of these things. <laughs> no problem. Um, so yeah, so we'll be talking about, oh, and Loki as well, uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So um, come back next week. You'll hear at least me and Frank talking about that stuff, and uh, should be good. Um, so um, we'll see you back then.